0: All right, we, we do this every Sunday, and again, I just love doing it. If you have your Bible, you can lift it up. If not, you can just say it. Say, this is my Bible. I believe it is God Almighty in written form. And today, it will enter my heart, my mind, my emotions, and my body conforming me to the image of Jesus Christ, to the glory of the Father. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. All right. So what I'm going to share uh, is certainly not all, you know, inclusive to what God's going to do in 2022. Uh, I was listening to a word that Kenneth Copeland had. He was saying, as we stand up for God, God's going to stand up for us. Amen. And that was kind of what he was emphasizing for 2022. But as I was just praying a few weeks ago, I said, Lord, just if there's anything you want to say the Lord, just supernaturally. I really just, I wasn't even thinking this. I opened up my Bible and just came to a verse. I, I've known, but I wasn't thinking about it at all. And, he, and then he gave me a couple other verses the uh, same way. And I want to share it with us. I, I believe that this message is, just, man, there's a lot here. So uh, maybe one thing doesn't register or resonate, but something else will. So I trusted the Holy Spirit will reveal, resonate, you know what you need, Amen, to hear today. Whether you're listening online or, like we said, spot us by uh, YouTube Faith and Family Channel. However, that uh, what you need today to help you in regarding the vision for 2022 will just come to you by the Spirit of God, Amen. The Bible says, "Without a, a vision, we perish." We need to have a vision. We need to know what God wants to do in our lives this coming year. Amen? We just don't want to wake up day after day and see what happens. Right. No, we don't live to see what happens. Amen? We live and make things happen. Amen? By the Spirit of God. We bring to God our hearts, that He's the things He placed in our heart. We put them before us and we're believing from glory to glory and faith to faith that. Man, things are going to happen. Amen? So we want to enter into a place that we're excited about Jesus every day. I'm not saying there's not going to be challenges at the times. There, there will be. But we can overcome these challenges. Amen? Because of the grace and mercy of Jesus. Hallelujah. So without a vision, we perish. But with a vision, man, it gets you excited. Again, if I said at the, by the end of, of 2022... Each one of us sitting in this congregation today or listening online, however you're watching somehow, that you knew that if you just did the things God's telling you to do, that by the end of this year, you, you would lead personally, you know, 20 people to Jesus that would really stick with Jesus and get on fire. Would you get excited? I'll I tell you what, but God could even do more than that. He could usually lead 100 people to Jesus this year might be a 1,000. Glory to God. See, if you know that, I know that, then we're going to be excited. So when you go through those times that might seem like mundane or might seem like it's not working, when you know that you know, you're going to keep on going with excitement and expectation. Amen? It could, it could be a hundred things if you knew you're going to, uh, like that song said. Man, that song, I could listen to that song all day long that we, that we played and worshiped what man Ooh, man too good not to believe man if you knew that by the end of the year you would raise three people from the dead if you knew by the end of the year you would pray with 10 people four stage cancer get them healed if, if you if you knew glory to god that man that should kind of glory god would just you'd enter into it in a consistent basis you'd be excited about 2022 but why not enter into it like that amen glory to god all right so uh, um, if you'll go with me, go to John chapter 20, verse 22. Like I said, I just flipped open. I was praying. I said, Lord, show me what 2022 is about. And I flipped open the Bible. I knew this verse, but it just, I flipped it open and it came to here. And, uh, and we're going to look at this in depth and see how this applies to vision regarding 2022. So this is a prophetic message. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a prophetic message. Uh, Glory to God. So when Jesus had said this, hmm, let's start with verse 21. Then said Jesus to them, Peace be unto you. As my Father has sent me, even so send I you. That's strong, isn't it? And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Hmm. All right. I felt like the Lord's saying. The 2022 he wants us to enter in to the breath of God. In the Old Testament, for example, when God breathed into. Adam. Hallelujah. Jesus breathed in to Adam. Glory to God. The Bible says he breathed into him in the breath of life. Life came. The Hebrew word for breathe in the Old Testament is rock. Some Hebrew people that know Hebrew, well they pronounce it in a better way than I can. But it's a Hebrew word, rach. And it means life. It means life. The spirit of life. And, and, and man, and, and John 3, 6 to 8. Let's look at that. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God. Mm. John 3, 6 to 8. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. This is Jesus, of course, talking to Nicodemus. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto you that you must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth. And thou hearest the sound thereof. But canst not tell whence it cometh. And whither it goeth. So it's everyone that is born of the Spirit. The wind of the Spirit. The breath of the Spirit. Again in the Old Testament. The Hebrew word rocks. In the New Testament. The word pneuma. Breath of God. Hallelujah Jesus. John 20, 22. When Jesus breathed into the disciples, that's when they were born again. Glory to God. And every time someone accepts Christ, that happens. So the definition of the breath of God, hallelujah, Jesus, rock, pneuma, is life. It is what is in God getting imparted to you, infused into you. The life of God, so it's not you who live, but Him. Glory to Jesus. Most of us know the Scripture, John ten ten. Jesus said that the devil comes to kill, rob, and destroy. I think sometimes we we'll put too much more emphasis, too much emphasis on that, not the last part of the verse. But Jesus said, "I've come to give life, and in great abundance." Hallelujah. God is infinitely greater than the devil. Glory to Jesus. Infinitely greater than the devil. So, Christians, and I've fallen into this at times in my walk. Man, you know, we look at the enemy, he's doing this and he's doing that, and we get our focus on the enemy. The enemy is nothing compared to Jesus. That's right. Amen. There's a spirit of death, the spirit of That's the enemy. Kill, rob, and destroy. But Jesus says, I've come to give life. The life is infinitely greater than what the devil can do. Glory to God. Now, we know that, but God wants us to enter into it. He wants us to enter into it in fullness. Glory to Jesus. I really believe that the life of God is going to break through. Areas where it seems like it's been impossible. Psalm 18, we're going to talk about speaking with the voice of God. and I don't want to get ahead of myself. But it's very powerful. It comes out of this. Psalm 18 says, "The voice of God, it breaks the cedars of Lebanon. It brings life, it brings victory. The cedars of Lebanon, they were cedar, the trees that were so thick, they could not be broken. I mean, the cross, but it would take the months just to break through in the sense of, you know what I'm saying? They're just something you just don't break easily. But God says, my voice breaks it. The cedar of Lebanon, your life could be something, an impossibility. It could be familiar sin. It could be unforgiveness. It could be just, man, knowing that God's put something in your heart, whether it's to bring the gospel to many, whether it's to bring the, 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 the glory of healing feeding the homeless, whatever it is. Might be someone in your family that needs to be set free. Oh man. I feel like the Lord's saying the cedar, in, in the year 2022, the cedars of Lebanon, that which has seemed so impossible, is gonna become your bread. Mm-hmm. Amen? Mm-hmm. Glory to God. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. I, I was just thinking, you know, the Israelites They got tired of manna. You know what I'm saying? I guess they didn't, you know, they didn't, you know, it came down from heaven, supernatural. And uh, man, they didn't see what they had. They didn't see how awesome it was. And it represented Jesus. It came down from heaven. God is going to bring glory to God. He's going to bring breakthrough in 2022 is going to come down because heaven already has come down because Jesus has already come down. We don't have to bring him down. Glory to God. By his spirit, he's here. Glory to Jesus. Amen. You know, with the breath of God, which just again, the breath of God is the life of God. You know, uh, recently uh, a friend of mine, uh, Larry, we, we went up to pray for a friend of ours. Who was in uh, had been incubated with uh, COVID and his prognosis wasn't good. and he, he were believing that he's gonna man life is reigning in him under full breakthrough. Even this day in Jesus' name, Kathy uh, Pastor Kathy woke up just uh, yesterday or day before and had him on her hit him on her heart, just weeping and praying and called his wife and man they were agreeing together. But as we were riding up to uh, the hospital in Youngstown. You know, we're just saying, God, speak to us. So speak to us what to speak to, to him. Amen. Uh, you can see him right, like he's real close to me. I, I was the only one allowed to go there, because i uh, only one person. And uh, there's a, a glass, and then he was right there. And I put my hand on the glass and and just speaking. And But the word of the Lord came as we were driving up. Speak the breath of God. COVID comes through a breath. It's the spirit of the enemy. Don't breathe on me, right? Put a mask on, do this, do this. I'm not, you know, whatever you feel led to do is fine with me. But the bottom line is this. It comes through the enemy bringing destruction through a breath. I'm here to tell you something. The breath of God is destroying the breath of COVID in 2022. The breath of God, the rock of God, the pneuma of God is greater than the breath of the enemy. Jesus, Lord God, breath of life. COVID's a breath of curse, a breath of harm. It's not a blessing to anybody. God's breath is a breath of life. It's a breath of blessing. We need not to run from COVID and fear COVID. We need to run to the battle and speak so the breath of the living God can go into those lungs and negate the breath of the enemy and impart life. Amen? Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Man, there's a time to pray, but then there's a time to say, all right? Now, here's where this gets a little spiritually discerned, but I, and I will explain it. When I was meditating on this, I said, Lord, what's 2022, John twenty twenty two? just give me more insight in the context of vision. And I remember seeking God on it, and he said, it's the word of God in you, unto the voice of God being spoken through you. Okay, that's pretty strong. So let's let's explain it. Amen. In 2 Timothy 3.16 in the the, the interlinear Bible in the New American Standard it it says that the word of God is God breathed. It's the breath, it came through the breath of God not through the will of men 2 Timothy 3.16 It's the breath of God. This word Man, it's God-breathed. It was spoken through men, written down through men. It's God-breathed. Man, it's that which God Almighty Himself is. Amen? You can't separate the Word of God from God because the Word is God. Amen? And the Word became flesh. Glory to Jesus. Okay. So, the Word of God I'm the becoming the voice of God in you. John 6, 63, Jesus said, My words are spirit and life. God is spirit and life, isn't he? John 4, 23, I'm spirit. John 14, 6, I'm life. My words are spirit and life. Mm, Jeremiah 23, 29 said, My words are like fire. Glory to God. Go with me to Isaiah eleven four. 4. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Man, if we get this, I'll tell you, it's really going to, mm, Jesus, I was really tired last night. But after midnight, I went to bed, and I was just tired. And Kathy and I had taken a walk. We just walked a mile or so. And then after that, I jogged three or four miles. And then just all kind of stuff going on yesterday. And I was tired. And man, God woke me up five different times. I was seeking the Lord from like 10 to 12, you know, like for four hours, eight to 12, you know what I'm saying? I said, Lord, couldn't you give this to me before? You know what I'm saying? Not while I'm sleeping. But different things that just kept coming and I'm going to share them with you. <clears throat> this is talking about Jesus. Isaiah 11, 42, and 61 share so much of the ministry of Jesus. In Isaiah 11, it, it says, it talks about the sevenfold spirit on Jesus. And then in verse three, it says, he shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness shall he judge the poor, reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth. And with the breath of his lips, rock. Shall he slay the wicked? So, this is saying that man, the voice of God, shh, there's nothing lacking. Like man, when Jesus spoke, there was something about what he spoke, the way he spoke. It was the voice of God. The voice of God is amazing. On the Mount of Transfiguration, The voice of almighty God was heard. And in 2 Peter chapter 1, I mean, Peter just in awe is writing about him hearing the audible voice of the living God. The voice of God. See, intrinsic to the voice of God is life. So the scriptures of Isaiah eleven four they equate the breath of God with the voice of God. When Jesus speaks, heaven listens. When Jesus speaks, hell listens. When Jesus speaks, Jesus reigns. In the context of whatever he speaks. See we share a lot about Mark 11. 22 and 24. And rightly so. Whatever you say. When you speak to the mountain. If you believe what you say. It will come to pass. One of the most powerful verses of scripture. Regarding wisdom. And the context of prayer. And receiving from God. But let's enter into the root of that. Through this. Okay. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah, Jesus. Holy Ghost. Here's the deal. We're talking about, I, I know this sounds out there, but the Bible says in 1 Peter 4, 11, that if a man speaks, let him must speak as God is speaking through him. It's not about us, it's about him. We know we have the ears of God, the ears of our spirit we hear God with, Amen. With the mind of our spirit we believe. God wants us to understand. We can speak with the voice of God. I I know that's spiritually discerned. But here's the deal. Mm, Jesus. When the word of God. Is alive. When you speak out. Of a heart filled with the word of God. Speaking out of your spirit. You're speaking with the voice of God. Because the word of God. Is alive. It's the essence of God. The word of God gets inside your spirit. And when you speak out of your spirit. Through a heart filled with the word of God. Man the devil doesn't know if it's Jesus speaking or you speaking. He just said, it's about Jesus. I have a friend, and he helped disciple me. He has a very large ministry today. I've sure, shared, his name is Mark Geppert, and his wife, and him and his wife, Ellie, are very close friends of Kathy and ours. And he shared a testimony with me. And I've shared this before, but I want to share it in this context. We met at Eaton Park in Tarentum. We're both ordained from the same church, Day Spring. And uh, i had heard that. He had raised, the Lord used him to raise someone from the dead in Guatemala. He's raised different people from the dead. And uh, I was younger in my faith back then. But I was real excited because I had the privilege to pray for somebody. And uh, they were near death. And they had a tumor over their liver and it disappeared. And I was just sharing with him and encouraged. And I said, you know, uh, Mark, I said, could you share with me? And I'll be honest with you, intentionally I said it very loud. The Eaton Park was crowded. And I said, share with me, man, about how you raised that guy from the dead. And all these heads turned. Well, that's okay. Amen? Glory to God. So he said, you know what? He said it was just very simple. He said we were doing church planting in the hill country of Guatemala, where most missionaries don't go. They usually go downwards, more level. And uh, the gospel hadn't been shared there. And I was just hunting for someone. I had these tracks, but most people couldn't read. And I, I found this young boy that could read. and He made a commitment to read uh, to the village after I left. Uh, you know, it was a big deal to have him read. And uh, then he said, I went into this hut and I asked the, you know, the mother was there. And then uh, the son and the daughter, I said, uh, is there anything I could pray for? And uh, they took me in a, a back room. And he said, this guy, I was sleeping there. I didn't want to wake him up. I just put my hands towards him. And I prayed in the Holy Ghost. I, I, I prayed in other tongues, just a, a few words. And then I interpret what I prayed in tongues. And I said, I break the chains in Jesus' name. Man yawns, rolls over. Man, the mom and the kids, their eyes get about as big as saucers. He said, I'll be honest. He said, I thought there was tarantulas in there. There's a lot of tarantulas in this area. He said, I'm a man of God, but I hate tarantulas. I mean, it's huge things, right? So he said, I took off. And uh, because I'm afraid of tarantulas. <laughs> you know? So long story short, a friend of his who's a doctor who had a helicopter flew him back in. And man, they're, they're getting ready to land and there's like a thousand people there. You have to understand it's not a... Largely populated area. And he says, man, who are all these people here to see? And he said, man, what, what are you messing around for? He said, obviously they're here to see you. He said, well, why are they here to see me? He says, because of that guy you raised from the dead three weeks ago. He said, what guy did I raise from the dead? He said, don't you remember you know, that little boy going to read and you went to the hut? and he said, oh, I said, yeah, that, that guy. he said, you prayed for a guy in the back room? He said, Yeah, I, I prayed in the Holy Ghost, spoke, and he yawned, rolled over. He said, Mark, that guy was dead for days. He said, I personally tried to minister. He had an epileptic seizure, he fell off a cliff. He's dead. Well, they don't have funeral parlors like we do. And he was in the back room in bed. And I tell you, revival broke out there. But the reason I shared that is this. Well, Mark prayed in the Spirit. Glory to God. See, when you're praying, when you're speaking out of your spirits through the word of God in your spirit, it's not about you. It's not about me. Your spirit is born, hallelujah, of the living God, by the breath of God. Woo, hallelujah. And the glory to God and the word of God. Hallelujah, Man, that's God. Man, that's God. That's not you, amen? You didn't put in a a word of your theology, a word that you think that does this or some self-help word. You put in the word of the living God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that word was revealed by the rock of God, the pneuma of God, the spirit of God. You can't give yourself faith. You can't reveal the word to yourself. It comes from the spirit of God, the breath of God. So man, because it comes from a spirit that was born again by the breath of God, through the word of God, hallelujah, which is, man, the the word of God breathed, God breathed word coming through the revelation of the breath of God, the spirit of God. So when you speak out of your spirit through that word by the spirit, it's the voice of God. So praying in tongues is so important. You, You get the... Man, the supernatural in your spirit. You pray. All he did was speak in tongues and speak out of it. But you see, he spoke. And it was the voice of God. No, you're not God. It's not your voice. Any more than it's your faith, it's his faith. Amen? It's his love. Say, oh, man, it's his voice. God wants us, man, to start speaking. Jesus. But we're not going to speak until we understand this reality. The word of God's alive. When you speak the word, that word which is alive, it's Jesus. It goes into action by the Holy Ghost. Hebrews 4.12. The word of God is alive. Woo. Hallelujah. Go with me to Jeremiah 23.29. You can sense my excitement because... Man, there are times, I'm going to be honest with you, that I've spoken, and but I've, I've not been confident in the sense that, whew, it's just a higher level of confidence, man, speaking through the voice of God. Man, uh, I've shared this story before. I, I know this is heavy duty, so I'll put a little humor. It's a true story. But it gives some context, I guess. When I was teaching high school, I had kids that were just, they were one step away from a detention center. And all of them had done crazy stuff, you know what I'm saying? And I had one kid, seriously, he brought a hand grenade to school and put it in his locker. I mean, today would hit, right, all the headlines. I mean, we called the police, they defused it. It was like crazy stuff. Right, so my, I had an aide, and I had like eight, nine kids, and I told the kids never. I had a phone on the wall in my room. At that time, you know, we didn't have cell phones. It was a. I, I was the only teacher with us a, a phone in my room, and I, and I told the kids never answer that phone, never use that phone. Okay, because we had a principal that said, you know what, the only person that ever uses that phone is you or your aide helping you. So uh, my aide was over here on one side of the room and I was back on the other side of the room. I had a kid. He was a tough kid. His name was John. And Johnny, and I said, uh, long story short, the phone rang and I couldn't get to it. He picks up the phone. And the principal's on the other side of the phone. And uh, he says, uh, Bruno's, you your parlor, eight ball speaking. And I'm like, Jesus, that's not good for me. You know what I'm saying? But the bottom line is this. When he spoke, it was not my voice. See, God wants us to, just like with the seven sons of Sceva, you know, Sceva was a a priest, an Old Testament priest. He said, I command you to come out in the name of Jesus. And the demon says, "I, I, I know Jesus, of course. I know Paul, but who are you? When you speak with a natural voice because you haven't been in the Word of God, I'm going to be honest with you, if you abide in me and my Word abides in you, then you shall ask what you will be done. It's a natural voice. It doesn't penetrate. But when we're speaking through a heart filled with the Word of God, whew, it changes everything. Jeremiah 23, 29. It says, Is not my word like fire? Woo, Jesus, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh a rock in pieces. Some things, man, they need to be broken in pieces, demonic strongholds, generational curses, different things. It's only going to come when the word of God is in you and I, and we understand. That the word in us, through the rock of God, the numa of God, that we speak with the voice of God. I know this is strong, but it's for real. It's for real. Glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. So I'm just trying to get you know. God wants us to understand this, man. There's a frequency. I don't know how it's an anointing, a frequency in the spirit realm, it's like, man, when you speak with the voice of God, it's just amazing. Someone says, man, what are you talking about? It's blasphemy speaking with the voice of God. We have the faith of God. That's not blasphemy. It's why Jesus died. We have the love of God. That's how we live. You can't forgive. You can't get over what people have done to you without the love of God. You can't lay your life down for someone you don't even know, someone that you you have never met, and lay your life down with having the love of God. Again, we have the ears of God to hear, the mind of, of God and the mind of our spirit to believe. We speak with the voice of God. Shh. Glory to Jesus. All right. Hallelujah, hallelujah Jesus. So Psalm 29, I think I said Psalm 18, it talks about the breaking the cedars of Lebanon. OK? Let's go to uh, Romans 10:9. Hallelujah Jesus. Glory to God. glory to God. Okay, Romans 10:9. Now, I know this is strong, but I tell you what, in the last days, I'm gonna be honest with you. I believe we're living in the last days. I don't know what part of the last days, but we're living where evil's becoming good and good is seen as evil. And I bread not I taped, I think on Friday here, a message. I'm doing exceeding intimacy with God. A series, and the Lord just at the end, He showed me these like big crows. These, you know, the crow and these crows were just really big. And it was like they were hurtful. And the Lord said, you know, the devil, he has momentum. It's like he's getting stronger. But so what? We're eagles. We're lions. We don't fight with crows in the sense of just crow to crow. We fight through the spirit, the faith of God, the love of God, the voice of God. They're no match for Jesus. But, I'll be honest with you. You know, Jesus gave a parable for the last days. There, there were ten virgins. And representing the church. And five of them, they weren't ready. They weren't ready for battle. They weren't ready for God to move. Because they had no oil in their lamps. And they came to the other five and said, give us oil. And it was too late. You need to get your own oil. Amen. Church is about helping you get oil in your lamp. Glory to God. That's not a game. Jesus. Man, that's strong, isn't it? Glory to God. Romans 10. We know this verse was so powerful. Let's start with uh, mm, so much here. Verse 7, who shall descend in the deep to bring Christ again from the dead? Of course, we don't have to. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Wow. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. I was watching a show yesterday and John Akerberg's show and powerful testimonies I, I I was filled with wisdom there's a man there he invented this device it wasn't it was it was more than just a tape recorder and the whole new testament was on it and he he was there's people risking their lives to the, uh, the go into places, I mean, India and Afghanistan, China, to give these to people to listen to. And they would get villages, whole villages. They were illiterate, but they had these in, I mean, they have it like in a thousand languages. It's amazing. And... Uh, Jesus, they had, they had one testimony that was so touching, it was so powerful. In India, uh, they have these, they call it the goddess of love and they have these big temples and, and they have these little girls, six, seven years old and eight years old and they take them from their families and they become prostitutes in this temple. And then they have children, they're prostitutes. And they're, it's hopeless, it's horrendous. And somebody took one of these devices in, and this lady, she had been prostitute for like twenty five years. The gospel started to play. The word of God, the God breathed, Rahak of God, Numa of God. Never heard about Jesus. And faith came into her heart. Faith came into her heart. And she accepted Jesus. And she prayed to a God that she had never known, never heard of. She listened to it for about 30 days. And she cried out to this God that became her Savior and said, deliver me. And supernaturally she was released from 25 years of slavery. And her daughter was. Yes, Jesus. Why? Because the God breathed, the God breathed word of God. It's alive. Hallelujah. And like a hammer, it broke in pieces the lie that this was her plot. It broke in pieces the lie that this love goddess was her God that she had to serve. It broke in pieces. The spirit of destruction. Whew, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Somebody spoke that on a tape recorder, whatever this this guy made. And they were sharing. They went into one village. I believe it was in Afghanistan where they hated Christians. They were killing Christians. And again, one lady Man, she got this device, started playing it in her house. And her husband was ruthless, a murderer. And he carried the word of God. And it delivered him and saved him. Wow. And her whole village came to Jesus. Wow. That's the word that we can speak that causes when it gets in you. That causes the voice of God to be spoken through you. There's so much here. Salvation, we need to speak with the voice of God. Healing, we need to speak with the voice of God. Praying for others, we speak with the voice of God. Raising the dead, we speak with the voice of God. Peter saw Jesus speak with the voice of God. You know, Jesus virtually never prayed for somebody, he spoke to Letha Kumai say unto you, little girl, rise. Pastor Briar, Luke 7:15, arise. Lazarus, come forth. Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, was brought to a lady named Dorcas. He did just what Jesus did. He said, Dorcas, I say to you, arise. With the voice of God. Woo! The prophetic Not just speaking what God says. But speaking with his. Demons. This is where I want to hit hard. Demons will bow to you. When you speak with the voice of God. They will bow to you. (sighs) Jesus. The Second verse God gave me was 2 Samuel 20, 22. And again, I didn't go looking for these things. Again, this hardly never happens to me. You know, because I don't, I've said this all the time, Kathy opens the Bible, it's bang, God loves you, bang, you know, you're my beloved, bang, I'll delight in you. I open stuff up and it's like, you know what I'm saying? You know, nothing. But I just opened up the Bible when I came to 2 Samuel 20, 22. But I want to preface it. There was a, a guy, his name was Sheba. He was causing division. David was king and uh, he was causing division and he was uh, not a good guy and he was took a lot of people with him He's very divisive and joab was with david a good man and he said you know what man this guy's worth an abs- he's worse than absalom and 2 Samuel 26, uh, verse 6. And so, Joab had got all these people with him of the tribe of Judah. And they went after this man who was now making himself king. He was divisive. He was dividing, right? Bringing division, bringing destruction. You can apply that to the church where division tries to come, like with Korah. Or to the, 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 our country, the enemy is trying to divide us, divide and conquer. So, Joab's coming up to enter in to destroy this man Sheba and what he's done. And in verse 16, there cried a wise woman out of the city. Again, I never even knew this was in the Bible. Seriously, I'd never read this for whatever reason. And she said, I pray you under Joab, come and speak with me. And when he came near to her, the woman said, Art thou, Joab? And he said, answered, I am. We're in Second Samuel 20, verse 17. And he answered and said, I am he. Then she said unto him, Hear the words of thy handmaiden. She's very humble. And he answered, I will listen to you. It's smart to listen to a woman. Then she spoke, saying, Man, in verse 19, that I understand you're coming to destroy our city because of this man, Sheba. And she said, I'm a mother of this city. I'm a mother in Israel. Don't destroy the city, please, that I live in. We, I think it applies to our country. Might apply to your family. Might apply to wherever the devil's trying to come in, your community, your church. And she said that... Uh, I am one of them that are, in verse 19, peaceable and faithful in Israel, a mother in Israel. And Job answered and said to her, I'll do what you tell me to do, but here's what I need you to do. I need to get this man, Sheba, and destroy him because he's lifted up his hand against the king, even against David. He tells this woman now, if you understand, he is a, all kind of mighty men with him. He says, you deliver him to me, and I'll depart from the city. Wow. It's kind of crazy. I think God says to us, you take authority. I'll deliver your community. You take authority. I'll deliver your nation. How do you deliver by speaking? Here's what this woman says. Okay, I never read this before. God's. And she says, that here's her answer. I think I would have said, man, I'm, you got a thousand men with you to get this guy. I'm one lady. But no, she, here's what she says. And the woman said unto Joab, behold, his head... I will take and throw it to you over the wall. Whoa! This woman has some faith going. Amen? And this idea that God doesn't use a woman or this, is deception to the max. This woman entered into dominion. This woman stood up for her city. And this woman, she spoke. She said, I will take his head. How? How's it possible? He'd armed guards. I don't know how she did it. Because she spoke out of her heart. The woman went unto all the people in her city in wisdom. I guess she got a bunch of people together. She's a very wise woman. So she got warring people with her. There's people with you that you know not of. And when you stand up for God, they'll come. And the woman went unto all the people in her wisdom. Verse 22. This is the verse God gave me. 2022. The woman went unto all the people in her wisdom. And they cut off the head of Sheba. And she cast it under Joab. He blew a trumpet, and they left the city, returned to Jerusalem, and said, your city is blessed. What's that have to do with you and me? It's time to speak, but not just to speak religiously. Sometimes we know what to say, but it's not just what we say, it's how we say it. Man, Ecclesiastes 8.4. I love it. Ecclesiastes 8.4. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Woo, glory. I tell you, I love this verse. It says, where the word of a king is, there's is power. How many of you know you are a king and a priest unto God? Revelation 1.6. Where the word of a king is, there is power. The voice of a king It's different than the voice of a peasant. The voice of a king is different than the voice of a slave. It's not the voice of unbelief. He knows that when he speaks, there will be action. Where there is the voice of a king, there is power. And in Numbers 23, I love it. It says, as long as there's a shout of a king in the camp, there can be no curse. Shh, Jesus. The enemy wants the curses, but what is the voice of a king? The shout of a king. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Now this is strong. I know this message. But there is nothing. Nothing. Like Jesus living through us. The only way that Christianity works. Is when. He works it. Try giving yourself faith. Not today. Or ever. Where the spirit of the Lord is. There is liberty. Where the spirit of the Lord is. There is Freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is. There is breakthrough. Where the spirit of the Lord is. There's life. and great abundance. Where the spirit of the Lord is. There's the breath of God. The breath of God. It caused you to be born again. It causes you to live. The resurrection power of Jesus. The life of the Holy Ghost. Infusing the life of Jesus into you. Glory to God. God wants us to know that we have dominion. The devil will do everything he can to get you not to be saved. But once you're saved, he will do everything he can to keep you in his dominion. He'll, he'll do everything he can to keep you out of the word of God. To keep you away from the fellowship of the saints. And, and I'll tell you what, you can't speak with the word of, you can't speak with the voice of God if there's unforgiveness in It makes it harder. If there's misjudging people wrongly. If you're in sin. (laughs) But Jesus can take care of that. Real easily as we humble ourselves. Amen. It's time to speak. But not just to speak. It's time to know. That when you. Have the word of God in you. And it. Gets in your spirit. See words. Are containers of your spirit. I'm will say it again. Words are simply containers of your spirit. When you have the word of God in your spirit. the life of God to the Holy Ghost in your spirit. When you speak, you speak with the voice of God. See, a lot of people talk about speaking. So we speak, maybe even the right thing, but we have to speak in the right spirit. There is no devil No name that the devil brings. Whether it's disfavor, misperception, cancer, lack. There's no name that can withstand the voice of God. The voice of God will break it in pieces and blow it to the wind. Jesus is the high priest of our confession. When we speak, it through the voice of God it penetrates him, our high priest. And the Spirit of God man goes into action. Glory to God. It's time to speak. It's time to speak. I'll never forget I, I'm a campus minister. I went to a residence home sharing with this kid. He's from high school, really good football player. This is the end of his freshman year, great running back. And I shared the four spiritual laws that meant he knew every word I said. I said, well, I said, have you accepted Jesus? He said, no. I said, do you want to accept Jesus? He said, yeah. But I've been taught weird doctrine in my church that so you have to have some, like some experience come on you to know that God's drawn you. I said, well, that's not true. We accept Jesus by faith. And I did everything but stand on my head. And I, I don't, and I left there and he would not pray that prayer. This was in uh, end of April. This God is my witness. End of June, this kid got killed in a car crash. I trusted the, you know, he did, I, I don't know. See, the word of God came to him. The word of God brings faith. He had faith to be saved. But he never spoke. The devil will do everything he can to get you not to speak. Well, I spoke and, but you know, nothing changed. I spoke and things got worse. I spoke. Hey, you speak, you believe that what you speak will come to pass. Why? Because it's the faith of God manifested through your voice. If someone's listening to my voice now and you've been struggling and almost, you've been blaming God for things, that this hasn't happened and this has happened. God's saying to you right now, let 2020-22 be a year that you stop blaming God for what has happened or not happened and speak life. Speak life into your situation. Don't be a victim of what comes your way. Take what comes your way and speak. And cause it to leave if it's wrong and accentuate it if it's good. I tell you why. It's time to speak. But speak knowing you're speaking with the voice of God. The voice of God. Ooh, Jesus. The Bible says uh, there's, it's like a sword. It's like a sword. Jesus, it's like a sword. It penetrates the enemy. The Word of God is a sword. You know, in the book of Revelation, Jesus had a sword coming out of what? His mouth, a two edged sword. The same Jesus in Revelation with a two-edged sword in his coming out of his mouth is in you. It'll change your life if you get it. God's love comes to you right now in Jesus' name if you're not saved. I this loose truth to you that breaks the deception that you're not loved, that God doesn't have provision for you in Jesus name I break that lie in the name of Jesus and loose you to say even now Jesus I believe so right now I speak I'm sorry for my sins I ask you to come into my life if you did it there's a number on the screen that will help you just stand with me if you would for those of us here wow hallelujah Jesus Jesus I know this is a pretty heavy-duty message. But see, this is what excites me. Breakthrough is in the air. Breakthrough is in the air. Even things for decades you've been believing. And God's saying, now's the time for things to break. But it will break. Shh when we break through through the revelation of the sword in our mouth and we speak as Jesus spoke even with his voice Jesus glory to your name glory to your name glory to your name he will hear you the devil will hear you and run and break Jesus will hear You hear him with the ears of your spirit. He hears you with his ears as you speak with his voice. Can you just confess this with me? Glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Woo! Glory to God. Just say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you've given me the Holy Ghost. Because the, of God, because the word of God to reign in my spirit's